1: All right, welcome to Electric Liberty Land, episode number 82, everybody. That means you can find all of the show notes for today's episode at lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL82. Now, I am your host, Brian McWilliams, and you may be able to tell I'm a little under the weather today. Uh, although on the bright side, being sick and having this, this crazy voice right now gives you a great opportunity to do the Optimus Prime, Prime voice from Transformers. I don't know if you know, but I don't know how he did it without it. My guest is laughing. I'll choose what to say, but but so tell me this isn't spot on. Welcome, Transformers. <laughs> now I'm fucking laughing. I can't do it. But seriously, it's like, this is Optimus Prime. He had that like weird guttural shit. Anyway, it's Eric July is my guest today. So welcome to the show, Eric, from Backwards, of course. Awesome to have you on.
0: Hey, man, it's good to be, you know, back. I'm obviously a huge fan, so uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back, man, and I'm um, looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Well, like I said, I was talking to a girl or I'm like, I'm just so glad I have a guest today and especially yeah, one as yeah. verbose and as talented at uh, spreading the ideas of liberty as Eric is. So, you know, just kicking things off, you and I finally got to meet face to face at Porkfest. We were both there and you guys performed, you and, and uh, backwards. And, um, you know, it was just before that though, it was my first time seeing you play live. So that was really cool. But before that, I caught your speech and, uh, you're one of the keynote speakers at the event. And so, you know, just at the top of the show, I wanted to see if you could give people a little bit of a sample of that speech. Specifically, I just was so fascinated by your evolution into becoming Mm a libertarian because I I had no idea that you were a blood. I had no Mm -hmm. idea, you know, any that I was just like I was like blown away from you know going from telling people you're talking about how you'd literally like Fighting was like a pastime to becoming like a non, non-aggressive, non aggression principal libertarian. I mean, it's quite the swing. So yeah, yeah, most you tell, tell us about that because it's just it's awesome. And then, of course, about backwards and and, uh, and the evolution of that band as well.
0: All right. Well, I mean, I wanted to use that speech. And it's funny. I went in that that speech with with a bunch of notes and I ditched them. You can probably if uh, there's any sort of video footage. <laughs> Um. You. Yeah. Yeah. I went up there on my little iPad and I ditched that speech, speech almost immediately. And I. I've tended definitely lately. Um. To do that. But the the speech in itself was something obviously really important because I as a libertarian have. Um. Uh, you know. I. I catch myself sort of doing this in which I. I take a step back. And as far as from a marketing standpoint and from a. Um. A person that's trying to spread these ideas of liberty, I've had to take a step back. Um, And I do this every now and then. And and you have to remind yourself because it's easy when you, you got the ideas on your side. You feel like you've you know, you look at libertarianism as this sort of enlightenment. So you got it. Once you become a libertarian, you're at the, you're already at the end of the road. So I have to remind myself that everybody isn't there. And I also have to in, in doing that, remember where I came from. And I wanted to use that speech as an opportunity to talk about libertarianism as as it pertains to to marketing and, and, and culture. And and doing that, obviously, I, I talked about my own sort of evolution and, and being a person that was, you know, like you had mentioned gangbanging and like, you you know, being a person that went around fighting everybody uh, all the time and to get where I'm at right now and how it was sort of this process. It was this process of me going from from uh, from one side to the other and just really just, um, um, you know, and, and, and it took a minute and I have to, sort of catch myself and remember, all right, well, when I'm, I have to implement that in my marketing because that's important, right? Because I, not everybody's going to get it, but there's ways for people to get it. And there's a, there's a communication barrier that was sort of broken down by way of, uh, like the guys that I mentioned in the speech was Thomas Sowell and Walter Williams. And everybody seems to have this sort of, uh, clicking point in somebody that they can generally refer to that helped them get to that sort of enlightenment period. And, I related with those guys from a cultural standpoint, and that's why I wouldn't even—I listened to them in the first place. I wouldn't even give them the time of day had I not related to them from a cultural standpoint. So that was what the gist of the speech was—to let people understand, like uh, everybody has this sort of—they're uh, they're part of a subculture that they belong to. So if you're going to sort of—if if your aspirations are to at least market liberty, then you got to, you, you really can't ignore and you can't, you have to utilize really that that sort of subculture as your vehicle, mm-hmm. so to speak, to really get your, get that message out because you break that communicative ice. That was the the term that I kept using and, and that you just, that otherwise, you know, again, that's what makes people want to listen to you, that, you know, you sort of breaking that down that wall. And what better way to do that than to, um, have some sort of subculture that you both either enjoy or you relate to. Mm-hmm. That otherwise, like I say, maybe somebody on the outside of that culture, otherwise, you know, they they they're not going to be able to sort of target that person like you can. So that's the gist of a speech was talking about that because I think uh, libertarians lose their way and uh, sort of ignore <laughs> uh, quite often culture and the importance that it, that it plays on uh, on human beings well, and definitely. their really their human
1: affairs. Well, it's like you know we're talking about like people. You know, you you get this libertarians get that moment. We're like, all right, now I'm I'm woke, for lack of a better term. Where they're like, you're enlightened. I think is a term used, Mm -hmm. and it is. It's like libertarians find enlightenment, but what I think happens so often is that a libertarian will find enlightenment, but then races out before they become before they've really become Buddha. They think they're enlightened, so they run out and they try to get all these ideas out. When they're half baked, they can't back them up. They don't explain them well enough, and they can't find a good way to counter a lot of the arguments that come their way. So they end up actually fighting against their own cause by their by yep. virtue of their excitement you know
0: right no that's that's the perfect way to put it i mean because you reach that point you're like oh i got it i got it i got it and you don't really have a grasp of it and this is the thing man that you you have, you have to understand if you are somebody that is I'm uh, at the very least trying to. You have that. That's your aspiration. That's what you're trying to do. You want to spread liberty. You want to work towards a freer society. You got to have that sort of realization that, um, you know, uh, you know, as far as if you're going to frame your argument in some sort of sort of way, for one, you got to understand it. But two, a lot of uh, of what you know that relationship that you have with an individual is really going to determine if that person is going to even give you the time of day. Yeah. And um, that's so that's so important. And we talked about that in the speech and how there's just certain individuals that would touch people that I otherwise I would never be able to um, to get um, towards. And I think people look at um, for whatever reason, libertarians have this sort of one size fits all that they everybody thinks that they have the way. To, to market, I get people that tell me, "Oh, well, you're you're too you're too this or you too that um, and stuff like that." And I'm like, "Well, it's working for me, you know." And you really can't deny that it's it's working for me. Now, granted, your approach may uh, my approach may not may, may not work for maybe the people that you're trying to target, but that's okay. That's my thing is that I'm I'm willing to admit that that's fine. Like, just, I guess there's just I've, I came to terms with the fact that there's just certain people because of my approach alone, just because of who I am, I'm not gonna be able to maybe uh, get. Too them but there's somebody else that can you know what i mean so let them it's handle that
1: unapologetic way. I mean, like you, you, you know, your, your twitter feed is like it is just purely <laughs> unapologetic like libertarian like fuck you this is what i do this is what i believe i'm not backing off of it and that is not nah. I mean, that's it's incredibly attractive and now admittedly some people aren't going to fall into that some people are going to be turned off by like a more abrasive just no yep, hold yep. your heart approach but the other people like you're saying are going to be drawn to that i mean ron paul man he didn't back down a lot of people like that about him they're like look this is what he believes he's not going to back off his principles and that's what's so impressive and i mean you are epic on twitter you are a a true warrior like (laughs) i i wish i wish i had the um the same tenacity you do to battle people on twitter i like i'll go like a few replies and i'm like out like i'm
0: done but you're
1: fighting the good fight out there
0: <laughs> i got to man somebody has to do it man definitely somebody with a blue check mark right i mean because yeah. I, I feel like every every time uh i open my feed man there's somebody with a blue check mark saying some nonsense and um it, it often goes uh unchallenged um or at least more so unchallenged by someone that at least knows what they're talking about because i'm really huge on making sure if i fix my mouth or or tweet or, you know, words, articles to say something, I thoroughly understand what it is. You notice I stay in my lane. I stay like, you know, I'm always talking about economics and some of the social issues and stuff, but I stay in that lane. I don't deviate from that. There's stuff that like you rarely see me talk about. For example, um, let's say like drugs and stuff like that, because I don't do it. You know, I don't do drugs. I, obviously, I oppose the I can recognize why something like the drug war is bad. But you won't see me having a feed, you know, talking about that, because that's not that's not anything that for one, I'm not passionate about that. Okay. I haven't done a whole lot of re and I don't engage in the usage either, um, especially so I don't have a strong opinion about that. But I stay in my lane and I see people, you know, on Twitter always talking uh about it and it just goes seemingly unchallenged by someone that is uh, at least somewhat understanding um what they're what they're talking about so yeah man that's that's and i've gotten it's funny how I've gotten so many people, you know, that have said, hey, man, I found out about you through that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you were going back and forth with Talib Kwali, uh, <laughs> or, or something like that. Like, you know, so and that's how I found out about you. And so, like I say, it, it, it's working, man, Um, just being that sort of unapologetic approach. You do know, you know, like You said, you're staying in your lane, but you know
1: so such a depth of of uh, knowledge in that base that you can expose people so blatantly. But what's pro- so frustrating, <laughs> though, is when you get somebody – you can expose their ignorance. You expose their ideas are being completely wrong in every manner. But yet the fans, their fans won't agree. They won't agree. It's like, it is just trying to bang your head against a brick wall. So often oh, man! And at
0: some point you got to cut your losses, man. Yeah, You got well, to cut your losses. Exactly. <laughs> you got to cut your losses, dude. Like I say, my thing, that's when you, you'll notice on my Twitter, like people say that I, you know, like I say, I'm aggressive and stuff like that. I, I, I don't. Mind using shame as a tactic because uh, it was sort of what got me there. You know, I've talked, I talk about this all the time. How I was losing a lot of arguments uh, right. before I even actually, wanted. That's
1: a, that's a great story. Can you tell just that little part of this? So, uh, <laughs> um,
0: you know, back in, oh, you know, seven oh8 I was, uh, Obama supporter, um, uh, campaigned it for him when I was out there in the University of Memphis arguing with collegiate Republicans, uh, collegiate, you know, greens and, uh, um, and, and stuff like that. And, uh, it, I was losing a lot of arguments, and you you find out that you know I didn't really know a lot of what the, what I was talking about. As a lot of people did, not it was our like, right, Barack Obama, black president, uh, potentially black president. Um, you gotta you just, support him. Like,
1: I mean, so people just fed those talking points that they just buy him, hook, line, all your and life, dude. You,
0: and then all your life, yep. you know, all, all yeah. I mean, it was from from the get go. I was just sort of, I mean, it was obvious he had a D next to his name, but he also was black. It was a no brainer for me. Yeah. But you know, you losing losing all those arguments, and it's like, dang. Man, I, I was like, all right, man, I, I don't want to lose really. I'm tired of being made to look like an idiot because I can't stand on my feet in these sort of arguments that I'm having with people on this campus. And that's when I wanted to get out there and learn more about like economics and, you know, finding a around of likes. But that incentive to to do that what, came from me being made to be an idiot. Right. And this is why I say, you know, I don't I don't I'll go uh, first couple of tweets or something like that. I'm right there with you. I keep it cordial. The minute you you say I'm not going to be cordial with you, I'll take it right there with you. I'll take it right there with you. Like no hesitation, I go right there with you. And uh we just going to take it there. That's fine with me. Like we I'm not I'm not and this is what I'm talking about with libertarians having to cut in the cut the losses cuz I get these sort of moderate types that think that all right. Well, reason, reason, because the libertarians and I talked about this in the speech. I talked about the exact point how libertarians realize that they have the ideas on their side. They think that's just enough. Like you just have the like, no, bro. Like that's not that's not enough. When you have people that are so emotionally invested in, in some of these talking points and some and some of these narratives, and they have been that fed that stuff from a cultural standpoint for 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 like generations. Like intellect and, and ideas alone ain't. It's just not going to get it done. You know what I mean? It's not going to get it done with those at least with those types. There are those that, you know, they're they're very like, all right, fact based, reason based. And with those, yes, that's going to work. But a lot of people, I'd argue, most people don't operate like that. Definitely coming from the left, um, which most of their arguments are purely, purely. They'll admit it too. This is purely emotional. Yeah, it's about the way um, they well, feel,
1: not the way, right. the, the, not the way the facts lay. And that's right. You know, I talked to people about this, and you know, I'd given a speech with Mark, and I both gave speeches actually at the the L.A. Libertarian Convention. And that mm-hmm. was the focus of my speech, too, was trying to bridge that gap. And how do you best communicate liberty? And that was what I keyed on is you're you're not going to be able to beat these people over the head with stats. Or, and it doesn't matter if we're right. you got to find the way that connects with them and the feels, and say, look, we both want the same goal. Let's find let's figure out what that goal is. Let me show you why our way is a better way to achieve it and address your feelings like I'm helping what you want to help, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you do it in a different and more efficient way that's not going to squash so many people's liberties.
0: Right. No, that's the, that's the perfect way to, way to put it. Like you said, I mean, facts alone is just not gonna, it's just not gonna, uh, work with these people that are so emotionally invested in their, in their positions. And they have been fed this stuff for generations, like literal gener- generations. Uh, their mamas thought this, this way. Their parents and their mamas, mamas thought this sort. This sort of way. So you have to sort of hit that that it from an emotional standpoint to even get them thinking, thinking logically, even though, again, we have we admitted like, you know, we got the ideas on our side. We're right. I mean, I I said this uh, in the speech like we're at Porkfest. We're right. Like we're we're usually right on the on the uh, whatever topic that we're talking But you can be right all you want, you know what I mean? But if you're arguing with somebody or at least that person is emotionally invested and you completely, you know, remove that portion from your argument or from your position, and when you're trying to persuade them, it's just not gonna. It's just not generally gonna work.
1: No, exactly. It's, they'll they'll block it off. They'll either say, "All right, well, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about." Not and then, and they won't go look it up on their own. They're not. Not everybody's like you, where they're actually gonna go and say, "You know, I might have lost that argument. Let me look into it and make sure yep. I know what I'm talking about." They're just gonna be like, "You're wrong. Fuck that asshole. He's a racist or he's a bigot or he hates. You know, whatever, whatever excuse they need to put up that wall." And then they're just going to walk away and continue about their life because it's like it's just that putting that encasing enclosure around the ego to make Mm. sure that there's nothing that's going to attack that ego and make them wrong. Because, I I mean, that's what I found more often than not is Mm. it's just that people really don't actually care about the outcome. They just don't want to be wrong. Like there was some poll that was done and they pulled Democrats and they're like, you know, would you rather have the economy tank? Or the economy do well, and they said, "I'd rather have a tank." And the reason was solely because they they didn't want Trump to be right. And mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> that just shows that's you where
0: people's minds are at. It's, it's insane, but that that's like you just said. That shows you exactly where these people yeah. are at. It's a, it's about like again, it, it's it's purely emotional. It's not about facts. It's not about. It's not even. Um, a lot of that stuff is just this sort of more kind of kind of grandstand sort of thing. And like you said, like they've been they've been jumping down people's throats. They've been um, uh, saying a lot of taking a lot of these positions publicly. So they they want to be right. They almost have to be right when they said, "All right, Trump was going to destroy the entire country." That was the it was the doomsday scenario. Had he had he won president? So they're they're still latching on that because if oh, yeah. that they they risk being wrong. Uh, so most definitely, they'd rather make it make it a bad situation or wish for a bad situation for everybody in this geographical area, just <laughs> for the sake of being right. And that's just lets you know where these people are at. Well,
1: you know, it's kind of interesting now because they because of the you know virtue signaling is something that drives me insane, and you see it so often from uh, from both sides now because it was a mm-hmm. tactic more adopted by the left, and then there was also then the the cultural evisceration of anybody who dared step out of that lockstep line that they created, and now we're seeing. You know, they like, I want to talk to you about this, this James Gunn issue, which mm. I know you're a big comic book guy. I don't know if you ever read Guardians of the Galaxy. That wasn't one I mm-hmm. read. I was like more X Men kind of guy, but, but the, the movies, in my opinion, are like the best movies that Marvel's made. They're funny. Mm-hmm. The characters are likable the good films, you know, really remarkably well made films. And then we find out the James Gunn, who, who makes a lot of Twitter jokes. He probably got 10,000 tweets. I don't know. And in those tweets, there are four tweets that mention pedophilia or rape in the context of, of a joke. And now he mm-hmm. has been turned upon and got fired. And I, you know, who knows if it'll ever work again. So right. I mean, what do you, what do you think about this James Gunn situation about the, the, the left eating itself? And then also, you know, do you condone these kind of attacks? Would well, you condone a libertarian taking this
0: position? Obviously. I don't think we would, but right. Your thoughts, right? No, I mean it's 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 one of those things where I I take enjoyment (laughs) out of the left eating itself. Um, I've been, you know, I I, if you watch my videos and stuff like that, I've talked about. Give us a shout out to your
1: page, by the way.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Um, uh, you know, a a young rubber five nine over at YouTube. Um, I'm doing a lot of videos uh, these days since Backwards uh, is uh, back in the sort of writing process, and just since it just got off the road. So I, I talk about you know comics and stuff like that. You can see you know you can see the you know viewers might not, uh, but you know with all this stuff on my wall, I got this X, this Avengers poster. I got all of this stuff you know over there, and there's portions of, of my room that you can't even see. And this is something that I'm very I've loved since I was a kid. I'm very you know, emotionally um, and invested in, in some of this stuff, but you know, I, I do, I, I do enjoy the fact that the left starts eating, you know, it really eating itself. However, it's uh, it's that thin line, right? It's mm-hmm. that it's that thin line of all right. Well, if they will do that to them, think about what the hell they'll do to somebody else, like that's right. not on their side or not in their clique or not in their in their posse is this something that we want to condone like and my thing is that i don't think you what happens is that we get these sort of polarized lines of thinking right when when something like this comes comes about it's like people act like you can't oppose you can't recognize either something for one is is as a joke Mm -hmm. or, or or recognize something in context without being in opposition to something like rape yeah, or something like pet, pedo- you know, uh, you know, pedophilia. Like you can be in opposition to all of that stuff, all while saying, like, "All right, man, um, you know, maybe, maybe we took it a little too far. Maybe we're overreacting or something like that." I don't think it's the sort of it's and not it's also, it's
1: the nature of art. I mean, you're an artist, you know, oh, you yeah. try shit. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of songs you put together and you go, "Man, that sucked, dong." And to that, you yeah. know, get rid of that song. But we tried it; it was terrible. We're moving on. And especially with comedy, like I do stand up. Um, you know, you're, you're constantly trying jokes and you don't know if they're going to work until you throw them out there and you see, and, and people forget that, I mean, shit changes over time, you know, I mean, mm. the standards for what's okay and what's not okay. Oh, change drastically. And so we're going to look at a guy's tweets from, I think they're from 2009, you know, almost 10 years ago now, and now we're going to say, well, you know, 10 years ago, there were a hell of a lot of rape jokes being made and yeah. they were totally acceptable. So, so these conservative bloggers are to go and dig through the tweets. And then Disney now, because of the, the, uh, the climate that the left has created
0: fires this dude. It's like, give yep. me a fucking break, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane because like I said, my thing is, is uh, I I think people don't take into consideration at least the, for one, you know, the person's intentions um, as they're looking at everything at a surface level for whatever reason. Like, again, like nothing's ever in context anymore. It's always at the surface level. I mean, because I think about, like, but that's the thing. I mean, I'm a little different from a lot of these guys because I wear all of my my shortcomings on my sleeves. You know <laughs> what I mean? As far. So you can go find stuff. probably. Cowboys fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I wear all this stuff on my on my sleeve. You know what I mean? So you're going to find some old stuff. But I already yeah. got I already my, all of my business out there. So yeah. there ain't nothing that you can say about what I did that I won't be like, yeah, I did that back in you know 2008. <laughs> I mean what what what's good what's up you know what I mean but um I get it you know with the situation that he's in and you know being a director and uh for you know this yeah, person that, right? yeah 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 like it's 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 a situ- it's a situation but like I said it's people don't look at it you know in context they don't even look at it like how that person is now you know versus maybe how they were if we even if so my thing is like even if that person was was awesome, like because we're seeing that happen with 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 Josh with Josh Hader, the uh, the pitcher for the Brewers, yeah. and oh, yeah, uh, she yeah, tweets that yeah, he has some tweets to n word N-word stuff like back when he was a teenager right. or something like that. You know what I mean? And a lot of those are rap quotes, for one. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> some of those are rap quotes, but you know his all of his teammates were like, "Well, we didn't even suspect, and all the reason this happened." was because of how he performed in, in this All-Star game. Yeah. So people are looking for dirt. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? For, for, and it's, it's a similar situation uh, with Gunn. Like, you know, So people are like, all right, well, I got to go look for this dirt mm-hmm. because I want to demonize um, this person. Screw how he is right now. Screw even, and, and more so with Gun's case, screw the context of, of, of what he was saying when he said it. And, and, and screw all of that. You know, he just said it, and it looks bad at service level, so we can demonize it's, it's this person. It's basically
1: like when you think about the way that they do movie, per, you know, movie trailers, where they take out that that little clip, and it's always like the greatest film of the summer. But meanwhile, you don't know the context of that clip. Half the time, it's like <laughs> the greatest film of the summer that you should never see, and is a huge piece <laughs> of shit. They take that those five words, so they make it sound good. And what's happening now is they do the opposite. They're like, all right, what's the worst? What are the the five words we can take that points paint somebody in the worst possible light? And, you know, what, I mean, Christ, I mean, there's things I know I've said, I'm sure you said, I'm sure any oh, other yeah. people said, where you take them out of context. I mean, people could cut up this podcast, or I'm sure oh, yeah. any of the Joe you know, shows on YouTube. I've you had that together. happen
0: to me. Though. That's the, th- that's they do, that's the yeah, thing. They do uh, like
1: a fucking. They do like the well, they call it the fucking mixtape version of putting your shit together, so it makes you. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Like I, I've had that happen to me, where people have taken like and put it and put it on memes yeah. of me saying something completely out of context or something <laughs> like out of, out of a podcast, just so they could paint me as as this bad person. Right. So it's like. They will do it. it, it it's extras. Well, that's 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 whack as hell to me. You know what I mean. But th- it goes to show like people will go through great great lengths. But the, I, I really I, I really encourage people to that are uh, I guess the people that they're signaling for mm-hmm. that are consuming this to think. Above and beyond that surface level, like consider the context of a, 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 a of something, you know, go look it up for yourself. But consider the context of something and then take into consideration how you are. You know what I mean? And what the things you may be saying. You joke. I know me and my bros. Okay. Golly. You know what I mean? It's some of the jokes that jokes that we say. And um, that's a lot of, of, of problems that I have with society and stuff like that. I've talked about this. Uh, before, and I just think it's so it's so weird to me that people will engage in something that uh, they, they'll they knowingly engage in the same practice. Oh, but yeah. the minute somebody else engages in the practice and it becomes public, they're like, oh, wait a minute. I, wait, a part of that. I would yeah, never, <laughs> sir. And then they put their top <laughs> hat on. Yeah, right. Like That's <laughs> like, I'm like, wait a minute, man. Come on. You know, it's like, uh, you know, the m M&M and uh, what did he say? I was a real slip when he was like, cause I'm only giving you things you joke about with your friends right. inside the living room. The only difference is I got the boss to say it in front of y'all. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's kind of how, how, how I look at it, but yeah. it's a weird, it's a weird situation, man. And, and people just, uh, just need to take into consideration the people that are the consumers, the people that these people are signaling for, yep. you got to take a step back. You got to look at the context of what something is being said. And just like I said, You do not have to you're not by recognizing maybe the context of something does not mean that you support pedophilia does not mean you support rape or something like that. Like you can oppose those all while recognizing the context of something, maybe somebody's growth, et cetera.
1: Right, exactly. And it's and just and, you know, we're talking about the context, especially when it comes to these jokes. The reason why these jokes are made is because people already acknowledge that these are horrible acts; these are hideous things. No one's condoning rape. No one's trying to yep. to uh, homogenize rape. It's because of the power of that word and the concept of that, that it becomes that you know that it is the joke, and that's where they, these things are used in the context of this shocking thing that no one would ever put these two things together, kind of stuff. You know?
0: Yep, hundred percent.
1: So let me take a quick break, and then I want to talk more about taking things out of context, which I think is a perfect segue into uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's new show. So listen to this ad, and I'll be right back. We don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. Those epic words from Archilochus can sum up your ability to succeed or fail in business. Trained to win. Visit ConversationMatTime.com and take advantage of a free fifteen minute consultation just for listeners of this show. All right. Welcome back to Electric Liberty Land, episode number eighty-two. I am here again with Eric July, the lead singer of Backwards, one of the uh most fantastic libertarian bands I think you could listen to. Get, make sure to check out their uh, album Veracity. That's on iTunes. You can grab that wherever uh well, wherever your phone goes, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> true to All that. people, all masses, it's everywhere. So, Eric and I were talking about taking things out of context, talking about this kind of this cultural battleground, or I'd say cultural minefield is probably a better way to put it now. And um, I wanted to talk about Sasha Baron Cohen's new show, "Who Is America?" is the name of it, which you have seen a couple clips come out. And for me, I I've, even though Sasha Baron Cohen is most definitely uh, on the left heavily. I do appreciate his humor. Like I find it I you know some of his his gotcha things are pretty funny. I will say I think posing as a uh an injured veteran crossed a line for me where I think it's in mm. poor taste, but at the same time I'm not going to call for him to be fired or the show to be canceled over it. But he's going around he's t- talking to a lot of these these lawmakers and the one I want to talk about most recently that's getting a lot of coverage is uh Georgia's let's see it's Jason Spencer a republican who represents the community of Woodbine in southeast Georgia appeared on a segment wherein Baron Cohen was playing this character named Colonel Oran Murad he's like a head of a Israeli anti-terrorism force and he was convi- he was able to convince the guy not only to yell the n-word uh and also but also saying that that yelling I don't know yelling the n-word would protect him against terrorists and then also convince him to take his pants off and charge at the camera with his ass out. And again, in, in the context of scaring away terrorists. So knowing, you have not seen the video, knowing what you know from what I just told you, uh, where do you fall on this? Is this, <laughs> should we consider this taking things out of context that they're doing it for the good of
0: humanity? Or is this oh good to expose these
1: idiots for the idiots they are?
0: Oh man, I mean, I, I guess you can take it maybe both ways. I mean, I mean it's, yeah, I guess it's good to, uh, you know, to to know the idiots, you know, yeah, and, and sure. they exist and then the great links that they they it was funny, man, um, uh, with with Sasha. Uh because I know I've been there with uh I don't know if you remember uh back years ago when he was Bruno. Oh yeah. And and uh he did that um that segment with Ron Paul. Yeah. Where he was like trying to hit on him.
1: Yeah. Ron <laughs> and, uh, just walked out, right? I didn't know. Yeah, Ron 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 Ron, was Ron, like, oh, no. But
0: it's funny. People were mad because he said, like, he said something like, "This guy's queer as the blazes" or something right, yeah, like that. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. people, and people were so mad. People were mad at at uh, what well, some people were mad that he was having that approach. They were more mad about that than obviously this weird, <laughs> weird guy coming on to to, to, to Rumpole. You know, in, in a way that they were more, because again, Ron obviously didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it was funny, but yeah, it's just kind of weird to see. Uh, well, and, well uh, That also ties to what we are talking about earlier. You know, like this right. times
1: change. Ron Paul's at that time was probably what, 70? I mean, he's got to be like 85 now. Yeah. So you got yeah. this old dude who's just shocked. He's going, Jesus, that, guy, that guy's queer as hell. You know, yeah. I mean, he's, he's surprised. What do you expect? It's like, this is what I love. People pretend like they wouldn't do it like, if somebody out of the blue, I'll tell you a story. I don't actually, I don't think anybody, uh, I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast before. So I went to Penn State for college, right? And uh, we're out drinking one night and there was a bar called the Dark Horse Tavern, which I think just closed, but there was an alleyway behind the bar and it was great for peeing or puking, whatever you had to do. So I drank too much and I know you're not, you don't partake. So this is not going to be as great a story for you, but I go out there. I'm trying to throw up to clear the, clear myself out of, you know, whatever I drank. And this little dude comes up. Little guy looked like, well, little Webster-sized guy with an afro, right? Little black dude comes up to me. And he's like, hey, man, can I bump a cigarette? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I'm smoking a cigarette with them, talking. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go throw up in this alleyway. So he's like, all right, peace out. So I walk down the alleyway. I put my hands on the wall. And then I get tapped tap on the shoulder as I'm getting ready to puke. And he's like, hey, man, you know, can I bump another cigarette? Sorry to bother you. I'm like, all right, Webster, here you go. Get out of here. So I'll give him another cigarette, put my hands up on the wall to puke again, and then I feel a hand grab me right on the dick. And I hear, hey, man, you want your dick sucked? And I was like, <laughs> no, I don't want my dick sucked. And he was like, cool as you could be, by the way. Well, Gil Webster holds up his scissors, he's like, all right, man, peace. And just walks out of the alleyway. That was it. So let me, let me oh my tell God. you, But like, <laughs> I did not know what to do. You know, like yeah. my friends, are like did oh, you punch man. him? I was like, no, man. I was shocked as uh, shit. Shocked. I didn't know what to do. It, yeah, you know, man. what do you no, doing? And that it's situation?
0: funny, right? When stuff like that, like, is just like you just said. No. When it's, it's easy for us, you know, definitely on the outside looking at, not in the heat of the moment or oh, anything right. like that, sit up here and be like, oh man, I would never. I, I would never. Uh, just like, man, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, I, I looking at it, going back to Ron, I mean, he probably, I probably would have dropped some words that would have most definitely. Yeah, right? um, uh, got me in trouble, <laughs> uh, uh, so to speak. Saying queer as the Blazers," I could have thought of a lot of the worst things. Right, yeah, that's probably a say, pretty tame thing to say, yeah, really, right? Yeah, yeah, like I could have thought of a lot worse things to uh, <laughs> to say, yeah, and it probably would have said if if I had um, you know been in that situation. Yeah. But so you know, we can say all day long, and it's it's real easy for us to say that. But when something like that, you know, it's shocking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's easy. We like to think. How we would, it, it, how we would react, we but when you're blindsided, um, and you know it's a little different, man. It's and I've been there, you know what I mean? I, I've been there, and I've, uh, I've said, done some things that I'm like, man. Uh, looking at it in retrospect it's like yeah probably shouldn't have did that or yeah, I could have a little better <laughs> yeah could have handled that uh, handed that a little better and um I learn from it you know that way now you know maybe next time if I'm in a situation as such um I, I'll kind of make my adjustments um from there but you know when something's like that happens and you're not expecting it man it could, it could go either way yeah yeah
1: exactly <laughs> and that's like you know again what you were talking about earlier the there's no way there's no word. People are allowing anywhere to for growth. You know, it's like you have something happen. You you learn from it. You move on. And you know this. Not to say this Sasha Baron Cohen stuff. I mean, I'm sure they will be learning experiences for these most recent <laughs> people that went through it. This this guy who yeah. bared his ass and ran at the camera, and, and oh, the context of him saying the n word. By the way, I guess Baron Cohen said that that word is so taboo that that is what will scare the terrorists away. So how I don't know how dumb you have to believe to be to yeah, believe this in the first place, but. That was the context for uh, for getting to do it, but yeah, you know, I mean, shit, I I agree. With I think it's like it's good for exposing people for what they are, and all of these yeah. politicians, almost all of them, are the dumbest fucking people. Oh I man, mean, that's understatement. Damn, it's just it's unbelievable. Like I don't know how your local politicians are in Dallas, but. We got just the gaggle. Of oh, we got like guitars, Eddie B. Johnson
0: man. and all those guys. We got some idiots out here, man. So <laughs> trust me. Yeah. Do you ever tussle uh, do you
1: ever tussle with any of them locally on Twitter? I mean No I, I'll uh, tweet at some of them. I rate I rate emails, but I never hear back.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no. Nah, nah, I don't uh I have, you know, I get blocked and stuff like that and um, you know, they don't like hearing from guys like like me. But yeah, man, I mean these um uh, like it, politicians, I mean, a lot of these guys are, are are stupid. And I mean it's not just them, it's a lot of their their I guess they're little talking heads that are on their side you know i have had to I've learned this from the music industry, for example, um people that I've greatly respected or not even greatly respected, not even that I think that's the wrong way of putting it. the more correct way of putting it is people that i I assumed thought they you know had a grasp of, of what they were talking about or the positions that they were taking, and then I get here, you know what I mean, and I talk to some of these guys and are and I'm like, wait, y'all, y'all really don't understand it. It's fine. I did a uh, big shout out to Feet, which is, um, you know, a, a huge deal. And that's some of uh, what we were talking about. I was on their little podcast over at YouTube, and I was talking about some of that. He was like, man. Um, a lot of these people take these these generic positions on uh on Twitter and stuff like that. But I was one of the few that would get out there and def- one defend it, yeah. defend my position, and at least was uh, educated enough to not make myself look like an idiot in the process. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I invite any sort of cont- like you can argue with me um or anything like that. You know, we were talking about uh you know Corey from Slipknot and you know how he's signaling a lot these mm-hmm. days and stuff like that. Um, and how he like he loves people like Sean King and stuff like that. It's like, but you know, it's not really any sort of dialogue, honest dialogue, taken between. I was like, yeah, you can get me and Corey on the podcast if you want anybody from that side that's in metal, punk, hardcore, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. These brain, these idiots that are. I'm not saying it's called Corey an idiot. I'm saying that a lot of these people don't really understand what it is that they even they believe they're taking positions and they're not really educated um, on them. It wouldn't even be um in a position or, or not they just really couldn't defend it you know in the event that it was some but you know when you're sitting in a bubble or in an echo chamber all day long well, um of people that agree with you all the time you, you know everybody looks like the smartest person well, person I know, there man.
1: well tell me a little bit about so dealing with your music career is that something did, did you have pushback? i mean i don't know the evolution of your personal style if you were always into metal if you were in different mm-hmm. music types and then settled on metal and and i'm curious to see if if metal is pro- is more, do you think metal is more open to libertarian ideas than say like fucking indie rock? Cause I would say uh, I would go on a limb and say it probably is.
0: <laughs> uh, I would say, yeah, I would say out of the, out of the rock base, mm-hmm. Uh, genres. Yeah. I mean, cause, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty multifaceted cause I do a lot of different, you know, I rap too. Yeah. So I've been in that, that side of things as well. And me being in a more of a, like, I guess a sub genre like, more so like the metal core post hardcore scene is the, is the scene that backwards is, uh, is most prominent, um, in, in terms of, you know, cause you know, we, t- that's all I would tour with for the most part is a bunch of metal core bands mm-hmm. and, uh, post hardcore bands and hardcore bands and stuff like that. So I would say metal out of those, is most accepting. However, I would say it's still pretty bad. It's still pretty um leftist, at least in my experience. Yeah. Um uh you get sectors that aren't. You get little sectors that aren't, but definitely an R, and R more so like the metal core, like that, sort of in the hardcore soap sub genre, just like punk. Um, it's it's just it's just a bunch of leftists, man. And um we got pitched back. But look, I get I mean, I've had people, I mean, i i read articles, I read um, I'm one of those guys that, you know, a lot of people don't like to do that, you know, they don't like to read <laughs> criticisms of themselves. So right. I, I get a kick out of that. Um, <laughs> uh, Me personally. So I go look up an article. Uh, a hit piece or something like that, or some idiot on YouTube. Uh,
1: Glutton for uh, punishment. Eric Dillard's probably also into a lot of uh, sadomasochism, uh, sexually in the bedroom. <laughs> anything that anything that involves a lot of beating up on himself, he's got a dominatrix uh, in the closet. Yeah, I think yeah, I saw yeah. it
0: tuck away right before we started the <laughs> Right, right. But uh, uh, it's like, man, I'm sitting here, you know, I watch these guys on YouTube and stuff talk about me, and they act like I'm just the biggest threat. There is. I've had people literally say that's that, you know, say, though, man. I, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Like they call me a literal threat. And I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm, am an advocate of non-aggression. Yeah. Um, of all the people that's th- that you find the most threatening, um, you find me. You know, my ideology, um, um, threatening. But it just goes to show this poor political monopoly that's really uh, in music, uh, and in uh, definitely in our subgenres. And I get that pushback, you know, but I welcome it because, like I said, you can't be timid. You can't be, you can't be really apologetic with it. It's like, I'm like, whatever with it. You know what I mean? And, and it sucks. But I look at myself as a, I look at it in a positive light because I've had so many people that have come out. You've seen so many folks that are in our, in our genres mm-hmm. that are libertarians that are now like, all right, I, I'll go out on it too. For, for the most part, it was just me and yeah. Phil LeBante. You know, from uh, all that remains, you know what I mean? And even him, you know, him and I, you know, we chat all the time, too. You, you know what
1: big I mean? Big You think Big Boy's libertarian? I think he became, he was a Bernie supporter last yeah. election. But <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, I, I know uh, Killer Mike most definitely was um, a huge Bernie supporter. But some of these guys are at least receptive, but they only get it like halfway. It's cool. It's like this sort of uh, my, uh, my homie and uh, fit for king. Big shout out to them. They're on the road right now. Um, and, uh, the, the front man, Ryan, I actually went to school with him. He's a libertarian. And, uh, you know, he talks about, it's like, man, it's like, so a lot of these guys are so these these, like teenage sort of, uh, you know, rebel sort of opposition to to authority. They'll
1: they'll gravitate towards whatever is, whatever the, the revolt is your kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah. But they don't really understand it. And it's like, all right, man, let's more. So it's like, all right, well, I'm against, and that's what we see with a lot of punk guys. Is though I'm against the the establishment when the Republicans are in charge. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Uh. So that's what that's what happens. I mean, it happens with a lot of bands we love. System of a Down. It's the same way. All those yeah. guys. All those guys are commies. Um. <laughs> um. Uh, more so rage. More so rage. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, against the Machine. But uh. But definitely, you know, you see those guys uh, performing for like uh. Uh, fight for fifteen; those guys in rage and stuff like that. So ultimately, these guys, uh, when it's all said and done, it's more so. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll oppose it to a certain degree, yeah. you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'll support some some statism if I got to. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what? I just speaking of this. I don't know if you saw this or not, but you know James Corbin, the guy over in, uh, mm-hmm. in England, is big big uh, socialist commie. Mm-hmm. So he held a big communist slash socialist rally, like a big music rally, and they're supposed to have all these big bands play, and then they all canceled on him. And they ended up with like jack shit. No, like no crowd, hardly any bands. They couldn't sell the tickets. Like the people bought tickets, and they were giving tickets away. Oh, was
0: awesome, oh, man, wonderful oh, to man. see the that's, free market uh...
1: answer like, destroy communism. In yeah, the free that's market what market in real time.
0: That's 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 the <laughs> perfect working example, right? I mean, we need more of that, man. But I mean, the way I look at my me just being outspoken, um, you know what I mean. I'm I'm, I'm still young, you know. I'm only 28 years old. Um, so I, I got some time. But definitely for the musicians that follow, I just hope and I've seen it in action, but I just hope that there's more people that are becoming more outspoken because, you know, we, we've gone on a roll with some pretty big bands and you get some of the the drummers or something like that. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I agree with a lot of what you guys say. I can't say it because right. of this, this and that, this, right. this and that. But I, I just know I'm listening to type stuff. My goal is to at least bring these folks sort of out of the closet. And um, because I think that's where that if. if uh, we, we talked about it earlier in the show is about culture. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and what better way to be a be an influence, to be a cultural representation, people that that jam your music and they yeah. they they know where it is that you stand. You know what I mean? That to me is uh that's 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 where the war is going to be going to be far. That's how the left is winning right now because they have all of these. We just like we just said, you know, with all these music musicians and and stuff like that also all all of that all of that all of that so no matter how much you sort of try to if you got kids or anything like that you might try to you know put them on game and stuff like that but you know it's tough when you know the people that they listen to you know they can't and i talked about this in the speech you know how uh you know like that 15 year old teenager who doesn't know their local senator or anything like that, but she can recite a Beyonce lyric like easy, back yeah. to front. Well how did um, Cardi uh, B uh, came out as uh, like a big uh, Libertarian, yeah, right? But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Libertarian sort of try to try to <laughs> we we're, trying, we were trying to
1: get her on board fast. We're like, nah, yeah, no, yeah, let's, yeah. let's go, we'll take her, take
0: yeah, her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, but it, but then that taxes, that, that goes that goes to show though. How how necessary that is and how definitely libertarians are itching oh, to have you. that sort of a uh, uh, of representation that they're willing to try to cling on to somebody else. Um, because, again, it, it's just necessary. I mean, you need those sorts of sorts of figures in that in that realm because we got all the intellectuals. Yep. We got the Tom Woods of the world that is going to not ever lose an uh, argument against anybody like yep. uh, you take. You get me Bob Murphy and Tom Woods against anybody. I, I, I like my chances uh, <laughs> uh, against any guy calling himself intellectual that's coming from the other side. I like my chances with those guys um, and they're necessary, you know, but it, I think it needs. We also need guys like myself that can funnel sort of some of the things that they talk about mm-hmm. for these other folks to, uh, you know, understand. And also send them their way. You know, once I want them over, I can send them to the Tom Woods yeah. of the world, I can send them to the Murphys, the Bob Murphys of the world, uh, the, the Freedmans, uh, the, you know, the souls, the Walter Williams, the Rothbard. So it's uh, it's all about being a co- some sort of cultural representation. And I think that we're starting to see that we've seen. Um, uh, I've got a lot of folks that are in this industry that follow me in our subculture mm-hmm. um, that are, I noticed are starting to say a little more on Twitter. Um, it'd be a little more outspoken and I'm not saying that I'm just so, uh, blame for them to do that or anything like that. Like it's all me. No, no. I'm just saying that, um, you know, uh, I just hope that people continue to do that. And if I can kick down a couple of doors and maybe even get shot up in the process, yeah. um, at least there'll be people coming in sort of behind me that yeah, are more you know, outspoken. Man, like
1: you said, you're young, you're 28, you know, backwards is done. Like, you know, your last album was awesome. Sold well. You guys are torn. You're on the rise. So. You know what I'd love to see in truth would be something where you know I'd love to see you guys just get so big where you're able to do something along the lines of like I don't know if you've heard of this uh, company called the Telesian Talisi- Talisian- Nexus. It's a fucked mm-hmm. up name. They need to. I told them they need to rebrand it because who the fuck's gonna remember that ridiculous? Thing? <laughs> like basically, it's like a bunch of filmmakers, like um, uh, God, I'm blanking on the what they made now. The Black Book and a bunch of other stuff. So like be, oh, people that are successful in the industry that are libertarian and they're trying to bring more libertarians in that are like writers and filmmakers. And uh, like one of our listeners and supporters, Adam Choit. he's working on right now doing like a short film, like 15 minute films. I would just love it. If you became that for the music industry, you know, if you got big enough and had the time to do it where you had your own label and you're like, fuck man, I can take on a few of these bands and, uh, and help groom them in the industry and get them out I would love and help that. that
0: culture grow. You know, just be honest. Awesome. I, I, I would, I would love, I would love, and I would prefer that. If if backwards gets as big um, and that, and even even if if it you know it and it is like you just mentioned, we just had our first album, and did very well. Yeah. And also me as a political commentator, um, I, I've been growing and growing and growing. So um, if, if I get that sort of following, I would love love to uh you know start you know possible some sort of label or, or something like that, and really just kind of sort of facilitate mm-hmm. and more so you utilize just my following. To sort of bring the put 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 a spotlight on, on a lot of these like li- like uh bands that have these you know like not just libertarian leanings but guys that are just uh, at least unapologetic and 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 you know they'll they'll, they'll put it out there because it's necessary we need that stuff in art man yeah. um, um we, it's just so necessary it's so necessary I can't say that enough that how much we really need this uh, in art. Because I think that's where the war is going to be won. So most definitely, I'd love to do something like that. I love to. I love to get in a position where I'm able. Uh, I'm able to do that and um, and help some of these guys out. And that aren't as big and and most definitely probably will never get as big unless somebody like myself yeah. um, help, helps them out because they're going to be sort of ostracized by yeah, the right. exactly. by the industry. Yeah, you know, exactly. know what I mean? Like, Especially like those if they are, these... are
1: vocal in their opinions on Twitter oh, or, if they, yeah. or if they're writing or if they're, you know, I mean, shit, man, they're, they're going to hit those doors. So you need to be. Able, yeah. If you yeah. kick them down, man, God bless you.
0: Man, most definitely. That's what I'm trying to do, man. So that, that's a perfect, that's a, that's a wonderful idea, and I'd love to be a part of something like that. All right. Well, that's, I'd say
1: that's probably good. That's a good bow on the episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it was a good well, song. Good well, song. You know, so tell everybody where they can find it, because there's only one way that we're going to yeah. get backwards where they need to be as the cultural icons and slash label makers slash future makers that we all know they should be. So tell everybody where they can get your album, follow you. Uh, you said you're not torn anymore now, but yo, know, give them all the deets.
0: Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, like you mentioned earlier, backwards, B-A-C-K-W-O-R-D-Z, you can type that in anywhere, Google, Bing, whatever, you'll see all kinds of, we got a lot of music videos on YouTube, um, more on iTunes, every, every digital, me- major digital medium you can think of from, uh, you know, Google, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, all of that. Um, you can also on those, some of those like Amazon, get some physical copies. You can go to, uh, Uh, Our website gets more information on that, which is going to actually relaunch um, backwards That's B-A-C-K-W-O-R-D-Z music dot com. And which we're also going to we have a staff of writers. And we're going to be putting out some um, on our website, though you can get some music and stuff like that. You're also going to be able to get some like libertarian uh, material nice, that's awesome. um, um, on, on our website and stuff like that. So you can most definitely check that out. Now, from an individual standpoint, you want to see me argue with blue checkmark leftist on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Eric D. July. Um, you can find me there. And young group of five, nine is why The number five and the number nine. Uh, as far as being on Twitch and my YouTube channel. So if you want video content, but, you know, the biggest thing as far as seeing my video content, me being the co-founder as well as the head of Multimedia for Being Libertarian.com, um, we're all over there. So you you see my video. I'm dropping videos like three times a week over there. I'm um, Just dropped one um, not too long ago. So you'll see so many videos over there. So I'm not a hard person to find Um, Our band's not a hard person to find. We appreciate the support. Our backbone at the end of the day is the libertarian. Um, community though we don't we don't tour with libertarians or anything like that. Our backbone and of that support has most definitely been libertarian community. We acknowledge that and we, we support. We 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 love that support and uh, we appreciate it. And yeah, just get out there. You can get as much material as you can, man. And uh, just come holler at me over at Twitter arguing with those uh, check marks. <laughs> there you go, guys. And I will put all of the links to Eric's uh, social
1: media platforms, websites, etc. On lions of liberty lions of forward slash e l l eight two so again eric awesome having you on man i look forward to uh, having you on many times in the future and hopefully uh you won't have to do as much heavy lifting as you did today and i won't sound (laughs) i won't sound like (laughs) optimus prime
0: Prime.
1: (laughs) most definitely i loved it man appreciate you having me on we'll do it again all right sounds good take it easy all right so that will do it for this edition of electric liberty land uh the Optimus mcwilliams edition guys so thank you so much for listening Yeah, thanks to Eric July. I want to remind you all to please support the show. Please share the show, guys. Please, please, please tell a friend. Post about it on Reddit. Do whatever you can to help spread the ideas of liberty, help this show grow. We really appreciate everything you do for us and appreciate you listening. So from me, Brian McWilliams, from Mark and Odie, my compatriots here at the Lions of Liberty, and from Electric Liberty Land, I want to remind you to always stay plugged in to liberty.